You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Well, the big day is here. It is Tuesday. It is April 4th. And this is the big day, the historic day. Not a great day. Unbelievable amount of tension. President Trump, of course, will be in court. We're going to try to cover everything leading up to it. Although there's so much of this that is still an unknown. And and I want to remind people, you know, I, on both sides that are trying to point the finger, the, we have not seen what's involved with the indictment. I think I think the best way to look at this is that it, it does seem like a very weak case. It's a sketchy case. And this is one of the, the dangers when someone runs uh, under the guise of, I'm going to be the guy that's going to go after him. And then he feels that he's going to try to take him down. This is not the way the system should be developed, should be, uh, this is not the way the system should be handled, I should say. So it's not a, it's not a great day. Um, I, I think, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it. Ultimately, as much as this is, I, I, this is not the way the system should, should work in our country and a former president dragged into court this way. I believe President Trump is actually going to emerge from this stronger um, he arrived yesterday, incredible amount of coverage covering him uh, leaving for New York, arriving in New York, getting to Trump Tower. The city has changed a lot since he had lived there. He's going to exit immediately afterwards. The coverage has been over the top. It is everywhere. It's also interesting that he was getting virtually no coverage, really, on CNN and MSNBC and Many of the legal analysts that are going on uh, that I see are pointing out the fact that it's, it's, a, it's a weak case. Uh, this is a discretion. There, there's no one that feels that this is any kind of a, a slam dunk. And on the flip side, they're starting to acknowledge that if President Trump is successful in this case, which I, I think ultimately he will be, um, for, for a variety of different reasons. It's just, it's not going to match up. I don't know, but it's also going to water down some of these other legal situations that he may or may not be facing. So I think we can all agree this this is not the way we want the system to work. It shouldn't be going this way. Um, it's an awful lot of noise for something that hasn't happened yet. We're going to have to wait and see what they lay out, how much. The president is then, uh, President Trump is going to speak tonight. But what has he basically done? He has absolutely dominated, blocked out his competition. It's impossible for anyone to run against him, get any type of traction uh, against him. They can't get any airtime. It's the only thing, certainly the, any, the only thing anyone on the Republican Party side is talking about. So we'll see how the day is going to play out. We're going to full coverage of anything that happens as I had said from the very beginning, people are talking about they're going to be rioting in the streets. It'll be another January 6th. That's not, you notice that's not happening. It hasn't happened. That was a fluke day. That was a mob mentality that took over. It was people frustrated from the election. It was, there was also something that I have mentioned that no one talks about is there was also heavily, heavy drinking going on that day, which I think led to people being even more boisterous and more aggressive uh the narrative that came in and took over but i think this is another example of the of the careful what you wish for but there was no rioting last night someone sent me a thing there's going to be trouble there's there's been no trouble the the trump supporters the trump crowd by and large the republican party they're the party of peace they're the party that backs the blue they're, that's the party that supports the police January 6th was a, a fluke, which, as I've said repeatedly, the only reason that happened is because there were more than 50,000 people and people get caught up in the, the mob mentality of it. But it was also the narrative trying to be driven by, by the media that also added to that. So you haven't seen any trouble. You haven't seen any rioting in the streets, and you're not going to. Many of you that are listening right now that are Trump supporters, you're too busy living your lives. You're too busy... 
you know, you be the, the who are the Trump supporters, the people that pay the taxes, the people that go to work, the people that keep the country rolling. They don't have time to have their life thrown off where they're going to be languishing in a, in a jail cell somewhere. So, you know, I think it's 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 very unfortunate. And when you saw the president yesterday going into Trump Tower, I do. You, I think it's a moment you kind of. You feel bad for him that he has to be dragged into this type of mess. But I think in the end, he is going to come out on top. And I think it, it actually, initially, as I was saying, I didn't think there was anything good about this. I think it does solidify support around. You can't have these types of individuals abusing their power, which they would be, which they would tend to do. Um, to try to, you know, uh, use our system of justice to take out their political enemies. Now, close at home, I want to talk about some of the other things that are happening. I, I'm going to be the first one. Um, I'm going to talk about the situation with the PC player coming up. And all of this talk about the soccer stadium. I, I just think it's, it's, it's bordering on embarrassing at this point because it's, it's just not happening. It's absolutely not happening. And all of this foolishness, as I mentioned, the Wall Street Journal went after Governor McKee yesterday. The op-ed on Governor McKee and the Wall Street Journal, basically about different Democrats that want President Biden to bail them out. That was the number one most read piece on the Wall Street Journal yesterday. And one of the reasons is is it's it's not just happening here it's it's and that's what governor mckee it's such a, a parochial uh attitude about the fed it's it's projects boondoggle projects like this going all over the country so but it is trump day it is without question this is the day it is history being made not good history but we'll bring you everything about it on this tuesday april 4th right here on the john DePietro show Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atment urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atment urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich online at admedurgentcare.net you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com i want to touch on this developing story regarding this pc player that was arrested early saturday morning alan breed by now, uh, and, and you check to Petro.com, the, quote, girlfriend, the 33-year-old, who I understand is a uh, entertainer, so to speak, that moved here from California, who was the one that contacted the police that showed up on the campus. Uh, it's his on-again, off-again girlfriend. But by all accounts, what happened just in the last couple of hours uh, where initially the call was that he had a weapon and then therefore he was arrested early Saturday morning and spent the weekend uh, in custody and then he was in fact in court yesterday. Now someone that's emerged of this that I pointed out and everyone is entitled to a legal defense but one of the people who is in fact the attorney on this is the former chairman of the Democrat Party Bill Lynch I noticed that no one is talking about the fact that the, and he still appears on television with Hummel on Lively, talking about the Democrat Party. Never, watch, won't even be asked about, so you're representing someone that was arrested on a domestic uh, violence incident involving a weapon, a gun, that he supposedly pointed, right? 
uh, put it right up to the the so-called girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, what have you. But but um, Chairman Lynch yesterday uh, was the media for whatever reason wasn't reporting that he was right up there helping to represent the attorney that represented Alan Breed, Maria Deaton, works at the law firm of his brother's office, attorney, former Attorney General Patrick Lynch. But be that as may, here's where it comes to where Providence College, they're insisting that the girlfriend was uh, under the influence, to put it mildly, that, and they kept insisting, where was the weapon? If he had a weapon, they arrested him on weapon charges. How come they didn't find the gun? Now, I, I want to push back on Providence College, that now they're blaming uh, the Providence police saying, you know, why did they arrest him? And he didn't have a weapon on him. And, and uh, you know, almost intimating, maybe they overreacted. When police are called to a domestic incident, if, if, if you go by Alan Breed's legal team or his, let's just say, friends supporters that are claiming he shouldn't have been locked up in the first place, if they had not locked him up, and then he then went and, and retrieved the gun. Now, she, you know, she claimed she recognized the pistol. It was a tan weapon. Put it right up to her. She was with him when he bought it, apparently, in Georgia. But if they had not arrested, if they had not kept him in custody, if they had not detained him, what would have happened then if he had then gone and then hurt her in some way, or even worse, you know, uh, fatally shot her or something like that, then police would be completely blamed. So for Providence College to be blaming the school, the uh, Providence police, for a PC to be blaming the police about arresting him and detaining him over the course of the weekend, let, let's look at this situation. Now, this is someone, he's from Georgia. All right, he had been nailed on a DUI down there, but... You know, however old he is, 22, 23, somewhere in that ballpark, um, has a girlfriend who's 33 years old, comes here from California. She was with him when he bought a pistol. Does the school know that he carries a weapon? Do they have a policy? I get, I get the whole Second Amendment thing. As an American, I'm just questioning, though, are people aware that maybe some of the PC friars, they carry weapons, they feel the need to carry a weapon? Again— it is his constitutional right. I get all of that. But are they taking the weapons with them when they travel, when they go to the games, when they went to the Big East tournament, Madison Square Garden? Did he have a, a weapon on him then? Do other players on the team have weapons? Is there a policy about weapons? I didn't even think that maybe the school or the program needed one regarding weapons. But for Providence College to be criticizing uh, in, in trying to shift blame off of their player. Let, let's just look at what we're talking about. So however old he is, early 20s, and, you know, he's he's got a, quote, 33-year-old girlfriend who lives off campus, obviously, because he lives in the dorms. And then, um, again, what her occupation is is her occupation. But then at the same time, then he's, you know, has... Uh, uh, some form of weapon. I, I don't think that's the image that... I don't, I don't think that's how people envision Friartown. I don't think that's the image that goes along with being a PC Friar. Now, from what we understand, the girlfriend yesterday, uh, or ex-girlfriend, whoever, the female in question that contacted the police, we're now Breed's... Alan Breed's legal team is trying to say, oh, you know, I'm not saying she lied... But she was heavily intoxicated. People say emotional things. I, I would imagine police take all those things into account. Something happened here. But to shift everything off, if that is the case, if she lied and there was no weapon, then I can't figure out why shouldn't she be charged with filing false, a false police report, uh, false charges. You certainly don't want a situation like that. But before... Providence College starts, you know, taking aim at the Providence Police Department that maybe they shouldn't have arrested him or or this is the part that I keep hearing. They couldn't they arrested him on gun charges and they couldn't find the gun. Uh, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. 
It just means they were unable to locate everything. Everything else matched up with him smashing the flowers and the vehicle, going into her place. Uh, keep in mind, this is the early morning hours of Saturday. I get it. They're young. He's a young player. He's entitled to stay up late, stay out all night, whatever. I'm, I'm not talking about any of that, but I'm just getting into, I just think this is going to be a moment where the uh, school is going to have to figure out the type of program they want to be and the type of players that they want to have representing Providence College. And part of that, I think, is going to have to be they're going to have to take some onus of this whole thing. But let's just be very clear about something. When, when police... And this is not just Providence Police. Any police are called into a domestic situation. There is protocol in place that they have to follow. And one of the things immediately is that person has to be removed. If you have someone, they have to take it serious that these accusations that they have a weapon. So it's a domestic situation where, according to the victim, that uh, a gun was displayed. Police, by statute, have to follow that. So I know there's definitely a pattern with different individuals. They don't want to say that someone like that should get special treatment, but there's definitely a feeling that it's, it's all about the program. Um, if he, of course they care because he's a PC player and he's supposedly coming back for, supposed to be coming back for senior year. We'll see if that happens. But look what happened yesterday. Suddenly, the judge said, I need the witness to see me by Friday. The defense team suddenly set up for her. You know, there's always sometimes there's remorse. The person, whatever, in the heat of the moment, makes certain charges and accusations. But look at how yesterday immediately, I don't know what the schedule of the judge was, but he was able to basically drop everything, uh, meet with the, quote, victim girlfriend, the 33-year-old, and suddenly now they're back in court today and uh he was being held i i don't know where this is going to go but it almost seems one of those situations do a little cleanup try to figure this thing out uh get this thing sorted out but the the, the school needs to take some responsibility here for their players for their actions who they're associating with uh let alone where, where some people are dismissing this, I, I want to go to the weapon element of it because that's that's definitely some people are saying they don't think it's a big deal. And my my response to that is, OK, name the last time a PC player was detained for a weekend because they were were being charged with a domestic incident where there was a firearm in, involved. I don't think you can name something like that. So it is unusual. Um, the programs had a lot of big spotlight on it because of coach Cooley leaving and then the hiring of the new coach and then having to deal with something like this and i and i fully get young minds athletes mistakes are made this happening all over the country hardly uh you know it's not just a a providence college situation or a rhode island problem it's it's definitely something that when you deal with all these young individuals uh athletes on these different college campuses they have to deal with but I think the school needs to get a better handle on who are some of these individuals they're bringing in and exactly what is their policy regarding weapons. All right. But the big news of the day is Trump. And we're going to bring you and tell you all about it right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com 
Propane Plus. Call them, 401-885-4209. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Joining us right now, and I'm very pleased at this connection, it is, in fact, <laughs> independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry, who never ceases to amaze. DJ, let's start. I mean, there's only it's one It's good story. to be with it, you, John. <laughs> it is. Thank you. It is, um, it is really incredible. I don't blame the media, but it started with the coverage of there he is taken off from the airport. Yeah. And then coverage in Manhattan of everything going on like that. We are set for unprecedented time. Say what you want. He certainly looked like the president traveling. There's the Trump plane. Uh, by all accounts, it's my God, it's almost as if the president of the United States is going in to testify. Well, right. And, and again, great to be with you again, John. Um, I mean, I think from I see this from a couple of angles from his perspective. It almost has uh, a sensibility of 2016 again, where the media is like breathlessly following yes. his every step. As you say, John, um, the plane, they, they got the uh, helicopter shot of Mar-a-Lago was seen, you know, the old split screen. You've, then you've got the courthouse. It's massive media now, it looks like from all over the world. Yes. Um, then they got the other guys or, you know, the live shots out front of Trump Tower. CNN has six people in the live box. You know, I mean, it's it's really like that big, huge media moment. Um, so from his calculation i'm sure he sees this as is this the juggernaut and let's say he can swipe away and and because there is a lot of legal perspective perspective that it's actually a flimsy case so let's say they go through all these machinations and it kind of gets watered down right you know there's no bigger launch for 2024 than what we're seeing now so i would agree with you um, the, you know, the guy who has nine lives, I, you never count him out. You have said that a lot of people have said he is certainly right now, any of the other comers are on the bench. Um, and, and he is, you know, just dominating the coverage, but we will see where this is going, you know? Yeah. And, and Donna Perry, on top of that, I mean, it can't be lost that it is a former president. He is the front runner right now for president some things you know if in fact he can get out of this i think it does add a level of almost in you know invincibility yeah let's talk about what it does right what it does for the race we're hearing that that chris sununu is is still looking at it we're hearing you know asia hutchinson announced over the weekend but whether it's nikki haley uh mike pompeo any of the types of challenges there's there's no discussion tomorrow the entire country is going to essentially come yeah. to a halt as the most identifiable American is going to be inside a Manhattan courtroom. And, and I, I don't, you just, you can't also discount that if anyone potentially could use it to their benefit, it might be, it might be president Trump. Right. And, and John, like, let's be honest, he has shown from way back from the beginning of this whole journey that you can't underestimate his, he really does have that sixth sense sensibility about yeah. the media. And one thing he's always had, and I'll give him credit for this, he he sees where the story is going yes. and, and how they're going to cover it. Um, so as you say, I mean, it's really come to a head. It is not like he is like on trial for like felony murder, no. which of course... Right. I mean, you know, I mean, there are, again, when you break down the technical piece of this, it is a bit of a flimsy case. I mean, it's not like campaign finance shenanigans, however people right. want to look at it, John. Sure. Like, have never occurred. Oh, well, and, right. Know. Well, you and I know that goes on oh, in U.S. Senate God. races and it yes. gets swept under the rug in many states because major U.S. senators are that powerful. So, you know, if you break it down to that... You know, the media with this breathless reporting, which they have waited to do for years. I mean, let's be honest of what's going on here. So, you know, I think you have two different stages of what, how this could play out. And yeah. um, I will just say that the snapshot of him 
you know, they're doing their best to tear down the AG brag. Um, you know, Trump against the machine has been the brand. He plays it better than anybody. That's really what it's going to look like, you know, <laughs> Tuesday in the courthouse. It's like, and so in some odd, unbelievable way, and I, I have not been giving him credit for this, he's almost like put himself back in that brand driver's seat again, like in this yes. huge platform of, of of the stage and reinvented the, and, himself so to speak yeah and these other and, people might as well just take a day a few days off john because they're not yeah, going to get any coverage weeks. and donna perry i yeah. do want to touch on it should be lost this whole lot of campaign finance now my friend who's passed away mark weiner but he used to laugh that in the 70s even yeah. up into the 80s you could donate you could give cash right cash yes for you know political campaigns and on top of that Again, rest in peace. Nothing. It was nothing wrong about it at the time. But uh, Rhode Island governor at the time, Joe Garrahy, famously, at the last moment, did not run for re-election. And then you were able to just keep all that money they had raised. And I think it had been, it was like north of 300000 or something like that. So yeah. I, I just think, and, and just think of the lobbyists and you, you know, been in Washington, the spending... If you're going to talk about a case, I mean, are we really talking about a campaign finance case? Well, and John, like, honestly, for like $130,000, like, I, yeah. mean, I hate to belittle it, but, you know, um, like she just, it, look, it, it's what it was. It is not unheard of yeah. to have um, these like, and, right. And then you yeah. have the shenanigans. But again, he is able at this moment, again, because I do think the case itself is pretty thin. Yeah. Um, you know, I do feel he has other larger legal issues, but no one is talking about them right now. They're it's not, just no. this moment. So, And Donna Perry, one more thing about President Trump. As, as I, like everyone, I mean, I've been following the coverage, but I heard some legal analysts, and they, you, you flip around. If I yep. catch a commercial on Fox, I go to MSNBC and CNN and so forth. But on MSNBC, one of them was saying, one of the legal analysts, well, there's no way you could take the stand because, you know, you don't want to put your client on the stand so forth. I mean, to me, that is someone that fully does not get and understand Donald Trump, who you put him on the stand. Oh, God. If it comes to that, if it comes to that, looking at the jury, I mean, you're talking about someone that has managed to connect with people from all these different types of backgrounds and they yep. see him as one of them. And the fact that people still don't get that, yeah. that him on the stand and connecting with the jury. And he's also, come on, he's almost 80. So the whole thing is tawdry as it is. It is something from, you know, the past. Yeah. It is almost going on 20 years from now. I think anyone that thinks that they completely miss the mark and misunderstand the power that he has in controlling a room, you know, persona, gravitas, the whole thing. I mean, the guy has it. Yeah. And, and how he captured the imagination of Americans. Um, I don't think it's really gone away. And, and again, John, it really is almost Shakespearean because the media almost like keeps playing their role of the foil of like, you know, it is, sort of that image again of like the in the old Godzilla movies and the Godzilla's grabbing the top of the skyscraper and the little helpless police are throwing stones at him from the ground. Like, I mean, we will see where this goes. I, I just think um, if it ends up a watered down legal situation, he'll run away with it as, you know, see, I told you, yeah. you know, and, and it just inflates. And I don't agree with him at this point, And I certainly feel it's a separate storyline here, John. I feel he actually hurts the Republican Party, right, but he right. doesn't hurt himself. So yeah. however way this goes, I he's not going to jail. There are fanatic liberals who are like waiting for this. It's like, look, that is never going to actually happen. No, no. Um, and if you notice... Team Biden, you know, they're doing the business of government, but they want to be a little quiet on this, John, because yes. I think they do Good know point. the power he has. And again, like the man against the machine is kind of he just it somehow has rolled now to this perfect foil moment for him again. Like <laughs> you can't he even has. make it up. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro show.
Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Dream. Build. Enjoy. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, it's Donna Perry. DJ, I just want to stick with, uh, well, a little bit, just yeah. one more comment on President Trump. I, it is interesting. I mean, you and I have been discussing this. One of the things that I have said is that he w- wasn't going to have this time, was the coverage on CNN and MSNBC. And then, you know, he's the ultimate hold my beer. Watch this. Watch me get yeah, international right. coverage tomorrow. And CNN and MSNBC, what are they supposed to do? Ignore the story? They're not sure if their base is cheering for it or where this is going. But something that I think you can't also underestimate is this has not been what could have been. I don't know if it could have been. Maybe it couldn't have been. But Ron DeSantis, I'll say, you know, Governor DeSantis has not risen to the moment and there's a lot to be said for maybe not right for the moment maybe no one could eclipse what's happening right now but i wouldn't say this has particularly been good for him because if we follow the polls when people are then forced to decide this early for now you all seem to be as they say going with don not ron yeah and but i i will give desantis this i think um they're playing it as best as you can which is kind of to sidestep it and not try um i don't think there's anything you know i think he has to kind of like see how it's playing out um there's not a lot you can say i think a lot of the republicans are making these much more muted things of saying well you know it is awful to go after a former president and again it might be a thin case you know, and I think they're trying to like stick to that storyline and then get out of it. Um, and so I think for DeSantis, um, you know, he tried, John, to throw a little softball toward Trump and say, well, he wouldn't facilitate them what it was with when the plane was going to take off or something well, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that, that wasn't going to happen anyway. Like, right. You know, it's not like he was going to harbor him. President Trump, are you kidding? He's been waiting for this moment. He announced to his Right. followers that he was going to be indicted so yeah. Yeah. you know DeSantis would have to almost be blocking the plane to try to get it to not leave Florida yeah you know so and and one other note that um that we can just touch on that was kind of interesting the past few days if I may um Boston Herald columnist has kind of a real swipe at Chris Christie who mm. JD like we say that feel like some of them the dream as Kennedy once said the dream never dies I mean you know like Chris Christie was up in New Hampshire, whatever, two weeks ago, um, kind of St. Anselm's, which is kind of the New Hampshire primary stomping ground. And he's making noise, like, you know, trying to. to. And um, so I guess I I just look at it as like, you know, it's out there in, in this way that, as you say, sometimes Trump in a weird way is almost repeating 2016 in that he freezes the field, as they like yep. to say. Yes. You know, Christie's throwing some noise around and it's like, yeah, but be careful if no one's hearing it. <laughs> you know? He's trying to. And, and yeah. again, on, on this week with Stephanopoulos, of which he's really coming to his own. He is good. You can tell yeah. that George Stephanopoulos and Jonathan Carl and even Donald they like Mitchell, having they, him on. Yeah. yeah, they've warmed to him. They respect him. They give him an awful lot of time. I think he's looking for a lane, and I don't know yeah. if it exists. It sure sounds, it seems as though 2012 seemed to be that possible window that you and I talk about, that they have to seize it when they, when yeah. it comes upon them. He passed on it. He did not challenge Romney. Um, I, I don't know whether or not he's going to go back. I'm sure President Trump feels he could swat him away. Now, speaking, though, of 24, 
Donna Perry, what does it tell us that right now, uh, Team Biden, they're they're not announcing anything for 24? I think in in some ways, this is not a bad thing for him right. because all of the focus is right now on New York and then it's going to be Mar-a-Lago and say what you want. But there's no focus right now on the White House press room or the Biden administration. Right. I mean, I think um, that there was that uh, Axios report and they did you know, a good job on that. And they did a little more digging than others are, are doing of their saying that Biden may be and I think there's not a question he's going to announce, but. There's like a stalling going on that could actually drag through the summer. Mm. Um, And so, but you're right, like from his team's perspective, there's no advantage to really do much this spring. Trump is kind of owning the field right now and it is April already. Um, And then they want to keep governing. So I think there is some advantage to Biden if the stalling, if you want to call it that, John. However, I also think that report was actually very telling that there may be an underreported or a story of why they may be still playing around with the timing. And I think that with Biden especially, he it, it's not just, you know, making noise like other people just mock his, you know, some of his cognitive confusion. Um, but I do think there is a sensibility on his team that though the party and a lot of, you know, big figures might stay quiet, that there is not a lot of excitement for him. Just but they right. can throw polls up all you want, John. Yep. And and they really touched on, you know, the centerpiece issue and they said the money from the big donors is not flowing into Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't and so what the you know, the media will report every quarter. What is the campaign finance? And I think that's a very big part of what's going on here. Like yeah. money is not flowing in. They don't want that headline. They don't want. And you look at a couple of quarters. So it's the, the headline would have been now and then it's June. Now, then it's like, is he a fall 2024 announcement? And John, they say, like historically, that's actually pretty late. It is. Um, considering when the Iowa caucuses. Right. Then- Granted, he's now yeah. trying to navigate it to South Carolina instead of New Hampshire. But uh, I think that's it's interesting what's playing now, because I but let's let's face it, the longer that he can drag this out, the right. less inclined someone would be to challenge him. Now, speaking of challenges, Donna Perry, I, I thought and I think we've talked about it a little bit, but people can say what they want about a lot of the progressives um, in the movement. They, they know how to campaign. They certainly know how to get people out. And someone that right now seems as though she's ready to make a move um, and leave the house. And that is there's a lot of talk right now. And I sent it to you that AOC is maybe targeting that Kristen Gillibrand. Schumer is one thing. But if you're AOC and she is, whether people like it or not, she is a national figure. She certainly has the ability to raise money. I think that's an interesting play if she goes after a, a Christian, a Senator Gillenbrand. Right. And and I will just say, seeing that, I, I don't find that surprising at all. Um, I think through the Biden years that have been choppy, you know, I, I think someone like her, John, the progressives are not going to sit on their hands forever with yep. the centrists of the party. And um, right. I would not be surprised. She, As you say, she is quite media savvy. Yeah. Um, as we know, um, and she is paying attention to that old golden rule. You got to know when it's your moment. Yeah. Look, you know, if she sits through Gillibrand another six years, and that means AOC has to run for reelection with the House three more times. Right. And that the yeah. Republicans like to, you know, Fox, they throw darts at her, you know, every couple of nights. So if you're her, someone might be giving her good advice and say, no, no, this is going to be your moment. Um, and she's young and she is dynamic. I guarantee she could raise tons of money. She's very good on a stage. Um, so I would not be surprised. And I think she, a couple of years in Washington have taught her, John, the power is in that Senate. It is. Um, having worked there a long time ago, you know, you are one of a hundred people that are (laughs) very powerful in this country. And that's very different from being one of 435 that tend to rotate in and out in sure. the U.S. House. So yes. I'll give her that. She's figured that out. Like the, the power is over there. They decide who sits on the U.S. Supreme Court, which really dictates a lot of how the country 
really operates. So, mm. um, you know, I don't think it's lost on her and I would not doubt she might just give a run. And she's, I, I would say one last thing about how she's handling it media wise, which shows she's savvy. She's letting the media run with the, she won't rule it out. And I think when someone like her does that, John, she wanted the headline to be, she won't rule it out that she, you know, and I think when they do that, they're, they're trying to signal to the, to possibly the other, you know, candidate, um, that mm. I, I would looking at it, you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if point. you know, I think if yeah. some of these progressives, John, they are going to begin to try to shake it up somehow. Cause I don't right. think they're satisfied. I don't think they actually like Biden into four more years till he's like, you know, uh, having trouble getting a sentence out and, and who right. knows one last comment on that. There has been speculation that he actually has Parkinson's disease. That's never been publicly reported. And I, I don't think that's such a far-fetched thing. I'm not no. going deep in the internet. I mean, I don't think that's a big stretch. Um, so what does five, six years from now look like if this man is stays the president? So, you know, we shall see like where it's going, but they're, they're not announcing for him now. It looks like for several more months, which I think mm. is interesting. Folks, again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker. It's Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. It's historic with President Trump in court. We're going to wait yep. for what happens, and we'll talk to you again. Great to be with you. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass., they offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, in the summertime, spring, fall, mosquitoes, and many other pests. Call today for a free consultation, whether it's for your home or a restaurant. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's once a month. Call Falcon Pest Services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Residential and commercial whether it's an office building, a school, a hotel, a restaurant, or your home, call Falcon Pest Services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Well, there, there is somewhat other news, I guess, but the, listen, without question, this is Trump Day in the USA. It is an international story. The spotlight falls really on one individual, uh, and that's Joe Takapina. No, it actually falls on President Trump, although I, I'd like to feel that, um, that President Trump can do better than just Joe Takapina, who is his attorney. So, but, and he is uh, certainly not shying away from interviews. Let's hear. This is Joe Takapina with George Stephanopoulos. Here we go. He's certainly getting his uh, money's worth. Again, thank you for coming in this morning, Joe. So just give us the sense of how you expect the day to unfold. You know, I, really, there's a lot of mystery here because we're doing something that's never been done before. We're having an arraignment at 100 Center Street with Secret Service involvement. Um, so, you know, I, I know Secret Service is running the show from the outside, uh, the court officers. and We know no handcuffs, but he will be fingerprinted? Yeah, I think there will be a typical processing, which does not take long, 20, 30 minutes. Um, it won't be handcuffs, but yeah, he'll be processed the way anyone else would be, to a degree. Um, again, with Secret Service involvement, and then we'll appear before a judge. Um, you know, deal with a couple issues right off the bat, and it won't be a long day in court. And you'll see the indictment for the first time. Have you had any further talks with prosecutors? You know, just about certain procedural things, um, but nothing substantively regarding the indictment. They. Uh, have not shared it with us, won't share it with us until it's unsealed, but we know the, the basis of the, the indictment and the factual allegations in the indictment. You know, we've talked about this a couple of times. It, it appears that at least part of the indictment is dealing with falsifying the business records, which, as you pointed out, is a misdemeanor in New York. I'm just wondering, would, would the president consider pleading guilty to a misdemeanor to make this go away? George, I, one thing I could assure you of as I sit here today, 
there will be no guilty plea in this case. That's one thing I can guarantee you. I don't think this case is going to see a jury. I think it's going to go away on on papers. I think there's a legal challenge that will be made and should be made successfully. Um, you know, so that's federal, based on not seeing the charges. But, you don't but know based on not seeing, but understanding the, the base of the charge, which is going to be regarding a federal election and a state prosecutor bringing charges on a federal campaign law violation theory that has never been prosecuted before. I mean, you know. It's, it's, uh, uh, we're going to be making a lot of motions, obviously. Selective prosecution motions to dismiss will be coming. There'll be a lot more, but we'll decide that once we see the indictment. There's been some speculation that the judge might impose a gag order. Have you heard anything about that? There's no indication that there'll be a gag order. It can't happen in this case. So look, when you have a gag order, you have to balance a couple things. The First Amendment, right, which is important to all of Americans, and the right to a fair trial for both sides. So that's a balancing act. Um, here you have something uniquely different. The defendant is the leading Republican candidate for the office of the President of the United States and will be campaigning. Um, hard to put a gag order when he's going to be fielding questions about his current legal situation. So, um, But there's been no indication that there'll be a gag order imposed or even attempted to be imposed. So we will be hearing from President Trump tonight? You will be. Yes, you will. He plans on, after court, leaving and, and making a, a statement at Mar-a-Lago tonight. That is Joe Takapina. Boy, he uh, really has been getting a lot of your time. Let's go down to the courthouse. Aaron Katursky, I'm so happy. Aaron's moved over to the television side now. Good morning to you. Just hours from now, in fact, the former president is going to leave Fifth Avenue luxury for this worn-down old courthouse used to common criminals, and he will be here to be placed under arrest and then plead not guilty to more than two dozen felony charges. And those charges have been under seal, but soon enough we will get a look at what they are. We'll also try to understand why prosecutors believe Trump is a criminal. We're not going to see very much of him. He's going to enter through a side door under heavy guard, ride a special elevator up to the 15th floor that will deposit him just steps from the courthouse where he's going to appear before the judge. And that judge declined to allow television cameras inside the room. A few still photographers will be allowed to take some pictures. Uh, Trump has been uh, lashing out at the prosecutors, at the judge, uh, saying that he's Trump-hating. And in fact, uh, the judge, Juan Mershon, is the same one who presided over the trial of the Trump organization that ended in a tax fraud conviction. He's known as a fair jurist, no nonsense, and expect everything today to go by the book. The streets around here are all blocked off. There are a ton of officers, but Robin, no sign of any of the protesters that Trump had summoned to his arraignment. Robin? That may be different when he heads home. Okay, Aaron, thank you. No, I don't think so. Folks, as I've been telling you, I've been saying all along, there's not going to be any protesters. Someone sent me a thing. Oh, could be trouble tonight. Look at this. Antifa's going to gather. And then I looked at it, and then I sent it back to the person and said, you realize that was for last night, and there was no trouble. I, I know people want a January 6th. It's it's not happening. That was a, f- a fluke on both ends. Both ends, we're out of protest mode. That was a 2020 stretched into 2021 thing. I'm telling you, with someone that covered it extensively, they, they don't even... No one is in that mode right now. I'm not saying would never another protest wouldn't happen again, but not on this type of thing. It's just it's not happening. All right. And then tonight, the president will then um, speak at Mar-a-Lago. The Trump supporters that were lying. Hold on. Here we go. The former president's lawyer, he is expected to head back to Florida after the arraignment to make remarks at Mar-a-Lago. Our senior congressional correspondent, Rachel Scott, is already there for us. Good morning, Rachel. Robin, good morning, and it will be the first time that we hear from the former president about the charges that he faces, but we know privately that Trump and his team of advisors have been strategizing about how to turn this into a political advantage. Even as his motorcade left his Mar-a-Lago estate just yesterday, making its way to the airport, we spotted members of his team, including his own son, Eric Trump, hanging out of the windows of the SUV, capturing with their cell phones and video cameras the Trump supporters that were lining the streets. They are hoping that this turns into a political rallying cry. The campaign claims they've already raised $7 million off of this indictment. We know the former president has personally picked up the phone to call top Republicans to rally to his defense. Some Republicans do plan to protest outside of the courthouse in just a few hours. Trump, as we know it, is as defiant as ever. He is the leading Republican candidate at this point, but he will be campaigning as a criminal defendant. I I think it's all falling into place. 
I do for President Trump. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for for you through a personal one-on-one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Call right now, 401 401- 434-1510, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. The Cuisett Inn, 226 Cuisett Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipietro.com. remain healthy stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skincare. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. <laughs> 